五星。Teresa Gurgle. Teresa Gurgle. As the special guest <laughs> for this week's episode. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so happy to have you yeah. here. Yeah. And this is an honor for me to be on Flying Intuition. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, so you live in Fremont, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, big yeah. town. Yeah. Big town of Fremont. Um, I guess I like to like tell everyone how I'm kind of like related to you or how I like met the person that I bring on yeah so my mom is uh is an occupational therapist and I I actually like the story on this but you guys met from through work right we did so probably we, a long time ago a long time ago yeah it's probably been I've known you I've known 20, you all throughout my childhood yeah you know? it's been 20 at least 25 years but yeah we met when we worked at crystal river um okay. in wapaka so um she hasn't even told me much about that i don't think yeah and that was like one of our yeah that was just one of our best jobs we had so much fun back back in those days you could just you could take take the patients and go get on the paddle boat in king and um, go out for breakfast. Get. I used to drive the van over there. Your mom laughs about that. Yeah. But yeah. It, yeah. Those were the days. So we met back then, and then um, actually she had gotten a job um, as a rehab director with another company, and so she left. Okay. Um, and then it was actually years later we then um, reconnected, okay. um, and. Um, and you know the rest is kind of yeah history, the rest right? is history yeah. yeah yeah wow yeah that's that's awesome so mm -hmm. you're are you you're an OT as well yes okay yeah so when I went back for my master's degree your mom was actually one of my um, supervisors I reached out to her are you serious yeah. really and I'm like can I come by you yeah because you have to do you got to do two like affiliations uh -huh. so um, like clinicals yeah so yeah, yeah. Kind of similar to like a med school or something. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So she was at All About Life in Fondy at that time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, I've known you since you were just. Yeah. Little. I always remember. Yeah, going over to your house. I. It was only until probably recently, recent as in like probably five, six years ago, where I realized you weren't actually my aunt. Like. <laughs> She would always just be like, oh, we're going over to Aunt Teresa's house yeah. for the weekend. You know, my parents would go on whatever <laughs> vacation to the, um, oh, what, what's up north? They'd always go to Door County or something. Yeah. And then be like, oh, we'll drop you off at Teresa's for the weekend. And, <laughs> you know, me and my sisters are always so happy because you'd always show us around the city. Or, you know, yeah. Go. I'll never forget when we went. I don't even remember the trail, but one time in the winter when we right went out on the here. trail and it was, I don't know why, it was just sweet. We were just in the woods walking on the, what was it, like a frozen river or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was the that frozen, was, it was kind of, it's more like a creek, but yeah, okay, the frozen yeah. creek, it's actually right behind this house too. It starts here and then it goes that way. 
Um, oh yeah, you guys had a blast out there. Yeah. So I always enjoyed having you guys. Yeah. And Mark like taking us out oh, the, in the car. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Do you still have that car? We do. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's what over. was that again? It's a 1964 Chevy Impala okay. SS convertible with a 409. You know you can't forget that. Don't forget the specs. Don't yeah. forget the specs. Yeah. And now he got his dad, his uh, grandpa's car running too. So that's a 67. So before you leave, you'll have to just take a little oh, yeah, walk over sure. by him. Yeah. Yeah. He got that running last year. He was pretty pretty psyched doing. You know, doing the guy thing, welding and putting in floor panels, and you know he's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would love to talk to you about that. <laughs> Is he still doing like, um, like driving semis? Is he still he, doing yeah. that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Has he been liking that, or? He does. Yeah, you just get your you get your you know your loads and off you go. I mean, there's just no. Does no he go headaches. all over? I've always um, about he that. has some pretty dedicated runs, so. But he's as far as like you know he goes up to Door County. Okay. I mean, there's times so he, that he's he stays in state. Oh yeah, part. definitely. Okay. Yeah, he's home every. He's home every night, but yeah, he likes it. I mean, after after being in the police department and all of that, um, all of those headaches and the small town politics, yeah. and then yeah, it was just. He was ready for. And then maybe yeah, something else. yeah, he went right into truck driving. <laughs> something getting in your, getting in your truck and kind of. Just not having anyone bug you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. So, and you live you live right next to your parents, right? Yes. That's, yeah. So we so we bought this house. We had oh, moved back so to awesome. free. <laughs> we moved back to Fremont, thinking we would build again because we built our our forever home in Black Creek, and then when Mark gave up police being a police officer, oh, that's when we sold I that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So we had built a yeah our forever home in Black Creek. So then we moved back to Fremont, and we were going to build again, and then this, this um, I call it my cottage, this came <laughs> available right next to mom and dad. So yeah, we've been here six years now already. Yeah, that's crazy. I know, I it's so fun. Oh. And I remember like yesterday, your old house too, it's what the is yell- it? just down the street. Yeah, right? it's just, yep, just down the street, Where is where I had you, yeah, you kids a lot. Is that that yellow? I remember that house a lot more, yeah. Yeah. I think I've only been here, like what you said, like once. Maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. once, and it was probably to check out the the new shop, yeah. rebuild. <laughs> and you bought you bought that before we you bought, moved in, right? Yep. Because the plan was never to like live here originally. Right? Yeah. No, we bought that so he could have a place to store all his crap. Oh, and, yeah. you know... <laughs> <laughs> and now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy to see where it's come. It's, that thing was not. I don't know. It was how, pretty scary. Yeah. I'll tell you that. yeah, we couldn't even get a contractor to work on it. Mark and I did all that work. We lived. Really? In, yeah, they, we what lived. Did they say? In, like, it's they're too, like, it's it's. We think you should tear it down and just Mark, just tear it down. You know, because we know we knew a couple of the contractors we brought in. Just tear it down, put a new one up. No, we want to keep it. It's old. It, it used to be a milk house. Like really? way back in the day. See, that's just cool. I, I love know, when you can so, like restore something. I'm like, like why that. would we knock it down? Like the bones were good. It's just that a main beam had broke, and so structurally it wasn't. Structurally, right. it just this the basically the roof caved in. Well, you know, Mark and I have done enough home renovation. We just decided that we were just going to build these like temporary walls, and we were just going to like slowly Get your hands take a little it. Dirty, yeah. yeah, slowly take it take it down and. 
So is it, is it, yeah, is there that second floor now? Or did you take that out? Took the second floor out and now it's just high ceilings and then filled in the basement with sand and then put a concrete slab on it. Did it have the concrete slab when you saw it? I think so, yeah. Okay. And you you guys said you just like recently put that in. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so we were pretty proud of ourselves. You know, you just got to get your hands dirty sometimes. Yeah, get her I done. Like that. yeah. <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely a small town feel. Small town, sure. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot though when you, you know. I grew up in a family where my mom, she there was not anything that woman would not do or try. Come on, come on, tree, or come on, sis. She used to call me, you know, she calls me sis. Yeah. Come on, let's go do this, let's go do that. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to get into that because I feel like. <laughs> I, I know you, like, from the past 15 years, but, like, even before that, like, even, like, where you grew up, did you, are you always from around here? Like, that's, that is my, so that's the family changed. home. Wow, no. that's, that's crazy. I feel like for small towns, though, that isn't uncommon. I don't like, think it is, no. But even for where I grew up, like, a lot of, a lot of my friends move around throughout their childhood, and I don't know, it's crazy to think that, and, like... It, it, Do you ever walk in there and just get nostalgic, like, every time? Oh, it <laughs> always feels like <laughs> home when memories. you write. Yeah. 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 That's how I get now, and I'm I'm only 20, you know, 21, <laughs> you know, it's just like. Yeah. Because we just had did, Mark and I have been doing a kitchen remodel over there, and just as you peel back the layers, it's like, oh my gosh. So, when I was a little girl, so that kitchen used to be all orange back in the day, uh-huh. you know, like orange countertops. And it wasn't that when we tore it out this time. But as you peel back the, um, like the walls, oh my gosh, I remember there was like orange in like lime green flowered um, paneling. Is that what you had? Like, that was, what, yeah. When you remember when you were a yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my gosh, mom. And then the kitchen used to be like this and remember this. And yeah, so it, yeah, it was kind of fun to. I always love going home though. Cause I think it's just like, you remember all those memories as a kid when yeah. you were just so not stressed out right. and didn't it's have all this responsibility. And it was, yeah. oh, I swear my blood pressure and like, I just drops cause of that, <laughs> you know, I know. Hanging out with my family. Like. And mom is still like that. You go, I go over there now. She wants to get you an iced tea or get you a cup of coffee and bring out a treat. And I mean, it just never, it never changes. Yeah. Let me make you some food, you know, or she'll come across the, the yard with, you know, a plate of my favorite whatever, you know, or your mom's over here and she knows that your mom loves this zucchini dish. Yeah. Hey. You guys, you come back from paddleboarding, and I'll have that zucchini dish made for you. You know, she's just, and then she got it all set up out there. She's just so sweet. That's yeah, awesome. it just never changes. Yeah. So, yeah. did you, you grew up with with siblings, right? Yeah, I have an older brother and a younger sister. Okay. Yeah. So Joey just moved back to. Um, well, I shouldn't say moved back. So he's been all over. He was in the Navy. He started out in the Navy. Okay. So he, him, and Becky's actually kind of been all over, but now. He took a job in um, Tennessee. Okay. So he's in Tennessee. And then my sister is in Appleton. Roxy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's a med, like a med tech, med, uh, um, medical, what are those called? A medical, whatever, yeah. But kind of assist, like a vascular doctor, like mm. office type stuff. Okay. But yeah, 
So I'm the middle child. How's that? I, I love being the middle child. What what are the what's the age difference between? <laughs> so Joey and I are three three years apart. Okay. And then Roxy and I are four years apart. I feel like the middle child is a good place to be because you have someone to look up to, and then you can also like mentors <laughs> someone else. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's. So. Yeah, it's. You know, of course, when I was a kid, I always thought, oh, the middle child. Your brother gets yep, to do everything. Your Jenna sister's says, doing nothing. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you're doing all the work. Yeah. Well, Jen always calls herself the forgotten middle child. Does she? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's her little running joke. Yeah. <laughs> My brother would get these jobs. He'd get like, you know, he'd always have jobs. Lawn mowing jobs. Um, delivering paper jobs. Who would end up mowing lawn? Hey, can you mow those lawns? I got, I'm going fishing. Like, oh, sure. You know? <laughs> Pretty soon all those jobs were mine. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, remember, he got me up in a snowstorm once to deliver papers. I'm like, really? <laughs> but, you know, like, okay, you know, there we go with the wagon. It's like snowing. <laughs> oh. But they are funny to look at, you know, look back now. But Some of those memories. Yeah. 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 What your siblings, you know, talk you into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It could be right. just about anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I definitely talk my sisters into <laughs> some things. That oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, you were always good, though, to get them to do pretty much any. You wanted to play a game. You guys were so creative as kids. Um, I think you were the creative mind behind everything, but you were you would come up with these these really elaborate, fun like just um, activities. I don't know. I would say games, but you would have you would have them running all over, and you guys would be finding stuff, and you'd be like, you know, just entertaining yourself for hours. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> you say that. Like I I was like the creative motor behind that too because. I feel like now I'm not very creative, so that's that's just funny that you Well, say your that. brain is, I think, so occupied. I mean, you've got your brain filled up with so many other things right now, yeah, but you're still that, creative, maybe though. That's why. Yeah. This is creative, yeah. flying intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and I just love, and I love listening to it. It's just so, it's inspiring, and it's, you, I just think it's there's so much. Um, Good information. It's so useful. I think, wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's cool. Yeah. I'm thinking, no, what I, was I thinking about when I was when I was their age? I wasn't even thinking about those things. Well, yeah, and, like, and yeah, for the people that don't know, like you've been listening to virtually every episode. Right? Yeah. And so it's more than my mom. My mom is like, I feel bad sometimes because Teresa listens to them all, and I. She's like, I've I maybe listen to, to the like the girls. Kids. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, so it's like. Aww. But no, that's that's awesome. I know we were talking before this how. I feel like you know me. Like this age of me better just because, you're yeah. you're not exactly talking to me when you listen, but. But you I kind feel of have a good like, idea of what's going through my head right yeah, now, you know? Like, yeah, I'm listening, and yeah. Yeah, because now that you're off to college, it's not like when you were little, and, you know, you we could sit and, you know, have conversations. Um, yeah. Because you were always a good little talker, you know? You always, you know, you were always open. Yeah, I've definitely never a, had a problem no. with that. That's <laughs> yeah, you get that from your mom. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Sure. 
but um yeah so I guess it's a part yeah it just makes me still feel like you know part of part of your world yeah I think because Mark and I didn't have kids I just I do hold on to you know um the kids that have been in my you know been in my life yeah yeah and uh, you know obviously you Jenna and Trista have been in my life longer than you know just as long as my my real nieces you know Mm -hmm. so yeah so it's been fun for me to (laughs) to listen to yeah and then I I, my mom dropped a hint I don't know it might have been over exaggerated as it usually is with my mom I think it was a little over exaggerated well she was like Jeremy asked me to come on and no I'm not going on there I'm like I would totally go on there that's (laughs) probably what I said I would totally go on there why would you not do that you gotta do that and I, I think it got back to me as in like Teresa wants to come on really bad or something like that. <laughs> I just texted you and you said you would, so that's that's great. Yeah. And so, I guess an opportunity yeah. to sit and chat with you. Why? Yeah, like, why awesome. would I, Yeah, why yeah. would I not want to do um, that? <laughs> a lot of the people that I've brought on so far have just been mostly just my friends. So I'm excited yeah. to like bring on like you know relatives or like you know friends of my mom or whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever it may be you know yeah I, i'm uh i'm staying at grandpa tom's place in a couple weekends oh, so i might you? i might ask him oh, if he'd like to come on but tom will definitely and if do not, it yeah, he'll do it yeah, i think he would i think you i think you would i think that would be really cool as well yeah oh i may have to i may have to shoot him a text definitely <laughs> Oh, he's, oh, he's such a it. great dude. Yeah. I know. I love him. Oh. I, um, yeah, I hit him up a few weekends ago. We were down there just visiting family. And yeah. He'd always, like, really into, car- like, carpentry. And he's mm-hmm. so good at it. Oh, but he's he, so good. He's so, like, humble about it. He's like, this, this is nothing. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not that great. You know, <laughs> he's just, like, very humble dude about what he does. And then you look at his pieces and it's like, you made all that from scratch. Like that that's crazy you know? know like these elaborate cabinet drawer pieces it's crazy but I was I was thinking these past couple of years I've been just living at my place and we've kind of we had this like bottle opener and it drops into this like can and we've just I've just kind of been like the first time it filled up backs off my ear it's just like oh let's just like let's keep the caps because you never know yeah and over the past couple of years, we've we've built. I mean, we drank a lot of beer. You know, <laughs> we've saved up a lot of caps. Really? Yeah, we probably have like over three hundred caps now. And I just thought of the idea. Like, I thought it'd be really cool. Have you ever seen those like epoxy? Oh, yes. Tables with all the ba- bottle caps. Like, mm-hmm. you can look at them all. I was like, what if I made like a little nightstand out of those? I don't have a lot, but yeah, I have enough, and I just. I just talked to him about it for a little. He's like, well, I've never really heard of epoxy because he's more of like a traditional carpenter. Right, yeah. you know? I think epoxy is more of a newer thing. But I, I actually did it with NASCAR stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I did it with, um, we used uh, like articles because when we were up at the Yellow House, I don't know if you remember that in the basement, there was like a bar area. Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that right was... By the pool that was, table. Yeah, so that was epoxy on there, but that's easy. I mean, it's nothing more than mixing it up and like pouring it on. It kind of self-levels. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all Grandpa would have to do was actually just make that lip. Yep. You guys could do and it that's together. What, yeah. That's what I was talking about. It. 
He's like, yeah, I think I could probably do that. He, he's like, you just say, you just add a little depth to it to fit the bottle caps in. And yeah. We had Uncle Rich there, you know, kind of <laughs> helping visualize Helping visualize and design. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, yeah, I think we can get this done really soon. And I like made it, you know, I was emphasizing that I don't really have like a deadline for it, but you know how he is. I don't know if he just, I th- he likes carpentry and right. yeah, I think he just. I he really wants to just stay busy, maybe? Or, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure he wants to do it for you and not wait. Because I think I see it with my own dad, because dad is 79 now. As as you get older, you feel like you don't have maybe as much time left. Yeah. So you don't like to just leave projects. You figure just get it done just if you got the time. Just get it done. Yep, get it done if you got the time. Yeah. And that'll just mean so much for him to give you oh, something. Oh, my gosh. I mean. Well, it's so cool. He's like, so do you want this to be a piece that you might just like throw out in a couple years if you want it to be like something you pass on and I was like yeah I mean I'd love this yeah I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be good if he designs it you know so wouldn't that be fun to like give that to your kid as they go to college here grandpa made this yeah and we got like all my all my bottle caps from when I was like a kid in there I don't know that was just he's like we were originally just gonna go with like a pine a pine wood and like something cheaper and then yeah he's like well i do i do have a lot of like oh old oak that i've like acquired from i think grandma chris like her sister moved out okay. and then she got like he got this old he's like this early like 20th century bed frame that like the oak is like oh from the 1920s he's like yeah i think i could probably use part of this <gasps> wood in the for the oh nights and I'm like oh that oh gi- look at that gives me goosebumps so that will be in your that'll Isn't be that crazy that'll like, be in I was your, like you do not have to do this and he's like well I'm not gonna use it for anything else okay like, so yeah that'll be in your world forever yeah your family that was, that'll be that, I mean that, that's pretty cool that, that is, is pretty cool yeah but, I forget how I even got on the top. Oh, yeah, because I wanted to bring him on but yeah yeah he always talked about when I was like a little kid how he's like just joking like I'd go over there with my family he's like why don't you just stay for the weekend you know you you can you can just skip school for a week and you can just stay at our house and then this summer I was like what if I actually did something like that you know like just I don't know if mom has told you this I was just like yeah what if I just like I just asked him like could I actually just like sleep over at your house for a couple nights because I just find being with them like so relaxing you know it's just it's I, I can just forget everything about school, all mm-hmm. the responsibility in my life for a couple of days, and yeah. just hang out with them and just do whatever. So that's, yeah, that's next weekend now. Oh, nice. So we're Friday night I'm camping. I forget where, but me and my buddies picked out a like, camping spot in Wisconsin. Oh, cool. Camp out for the night. Oh, fun. Yeah. And then the next day, we've got, like, we're all meeting up for like a family get together and then yeah like saturday night i'm just like staying at their house and we're just gonna like hang out all day sunday at his house oh nice oh gosh he will just he will just love that i never got to spend like that that much time with him so yeah yeah it should be and he loves to just sit and talk you know he would be a great yeah i'm looking forward to that one because he'll do it experiences like everyone else like when you get to that age you know like yeah, and he loves to share them, and he's just yeah. He has he's so many so good chill. stories. He does, too. Yeah. he does, and that laugh is so contagious, and yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be. That's gonna be nice. That should be fun, but. Definitely. Yeah, 
yeah, I heard he's starting his his round robin again, taking everybody out to lunch. So, um, oh, you know, yeah. where he kind of makes his. Does that. I yeah. know that's so sweet, though. Yeah. No, I always come to Madison and be like, "Yeah, I'll let you know when I when I make my round <laughs> to Madison, so we can catch up and get lunch." Yeah. yeah. Well, now that Grandma Chris is doing better, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because he was just he just did. Your mom tell you that he just took her brought her lunch on Wednesday oh no yeah so now I think this coming week he's gonna come and take the girls out so oh nice (laughs) so he's starting the rounds yeah yeah Yeah, he's like you gotta get Teresa in on the next one yeah yeah yeah, I don't want to miss out on that you know so yeah they're awesome yeah for sure yeah, so that whole spectrum of life when you think about it, you know, we listen here, we listen to you guys, you know, think, you know, just you're, you just sound so mature and, and then you look at somebody like your, your grandpa that's been already lived that life and has had so many experiences and, yeah. you know, I think you're already catching up quickly, you know, been blessed to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences already. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to him about the podcast, and he was like, I'd really like to hear what, if, if you bring on college students, how, how they, like, look at life and, like, what they're up to, because I feel so disconnected with that. Right. With that age. So has he listened? I don't, I don't know if he has or not. You know how he's with the phone, it's not... Right. It's not, he doesn't, sometimes he struggles with the message. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't, he doesn't um, try to pretend that he knows the phone, you know, yeah, really well. Yeah. Sorry, I'm walking away from the mic because I made Jeremy some. Uh, yeah, what do you, what do you got here? I've got some homemade uh, granola bars. Yeah. These are like a fan favorite from everybody, so I wanted to make sure that you left with something. Bright and early, she's up cooking away. Yeah. (laughs) I want to get them out of here so they're cooled. Yeah, this is what your, you know, adopted aunts do. (laughs) I was totally excited to have you over. Oh, that's sweet. I'm like, yeah, these guys are way above me when I listen to you guys talk, but I'm like, (laughs) Mark's like, oh, everyone has something to, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what everyone says. Were you, were you nervous at all before you came on? I wasn't oh. necessarily nervous, but okay. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, wow. I, I mean, I listen to you kids, and I think, gosh, they're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though I have my master's degree, I listen to you guys, and I just think, wow, they're like thinking of stuff I never even yeah, thought about. Yeah, we all about. definitely different outlook on life for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah. Just the age difference, I think. We, right. I mean, I was vastly thinking vastly different experiences. Yeah, I'm thinking about just getting a job and, you know, settling down. And, I mean, you guys are like, you know, get through school, get through grad grad school, and then, you know, where are we going to travel and what yeah, are we going to do? Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah, and then you wanting, you know, I think you're um, – it just amazes me that you were thinking about this. So in one of your – podcast you were talking about you had actually wrote something when you were back in elementary school yeah. talking about being a micro biologist, biologist. Yeah. I'm just thinking oh my gosh like for somebody to follow that through their whole that just it's blows been, my it's mind. been such a blessing and I was talking to my friend about this oh my gosh. I wanted to hear your story and how like you became an, an okay. like or got into occupational therapy but 
it was like it felt like it was like something that was always instilled in me which is weird because like a lot of my friends you know they a lot of like i don't not not the brandon i was telling you about but Mm -hmm. i had like back-to-back brandon episodes the brandon before brandon white Mm -hmm. his name is brandon DeBoer. he was talking about how he's going into computer science and like his dad when he was a kid was always like on the computer doing computer science stuff so i think he kind of got that from him and i've noticed like a common trend like with keegan the first episode his dad's like a not exactly a chemical engineer but i think like a type of engineer so like he kind of looked up to him same with my roommate alex Mm -hmm. his dad's an electrical engineer he kind of looked up to him like some not always but they seem to like you seem to have like an experience Mm -hmm. that like you're like oh that seems interesting with me like for microbiology like it's weird because it seemed to like come out of left field you know like i know uncle rich he's an engineer he was really pushing to me he's like you really don't want to be an engineer like i think you'd really like it and Mm -hmm. i looked into it i'm like i don't really know if that was for me and then my mom is an occupational therapist that's probably the closest thing it is to it but Mm -hmm. even then that's more of like a people person thing like not like microbiology doesn't deal with as much as like patients and Mm -hmm. stuff like that right my dad has nothing to do with like the mm. STEM field or anything, so I don't I don't know where that came from, but it like always just seemed to be something instilled in me. Right. And like like I said, I wrote that letter to myself in middle school. Yeah. Oh, it was middle school. Yeah, okay. and that's crazy. It's just yeah, it hasn't really changed. So I don't I don't know. I still wonder to this day how that came about, but. I'm thankful for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, going through school and you did all those advanced classes, I mean, something about that just really kept piquing your interest, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty cool. But, yeah, and, yeah. And me, I mean, I went to school. In fact, I was just, I think um, your mom and I were just having this conversation, knowing that this was coming this weekend when we were out paddle boarding. So, I, I left high school knowing I was just going to go to the tech so like I didn't even I didn't even think about a four-year college because that's just not yeah you know to put into perspective I mean how big is Fremont because you went was it Fremont high school or where where, what was the high school yeah it was so it was the Wyliga Fremont school system so it's okay so we so had, is that like a combined city high yeah okay. so it's like this little town which is like 700 <laughs> <laughs> and then awesome. Wyliga which is like maybe a little more than that oh, so man. i think of the john mellencamp song the, the small town yeah you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's> so, funny. <laughs> so and then um and then in high school i actually um uh my junior year so i was working at yogi beer which was one of my favorite jobs you know ever besides being an ot at the campground okay yeah i had um met up with a friend that I had grew up with and she had been going to the Baptist school in Wapaka and I was not happy at the at the high school there was just at that time you know and I know this sounds really old-fashioned but um, (laughs) there were people that I grew up with that you know like drugs started getting big there and yeah. getting and girls getting pregnant and I know that sounds all really super old I mean that's so that so happens a lot I know but I... back then I mean you think I mean I'm 53 so that was like you know 
So anyways, I actually left Wyiga and went to the Baptist school. So my graduating class was like nine. So that was your junior year? Junior and senior nine. year. And I did, oh and gosh. I just flourished there. You know, it was really, it was, it was, I'm it so happy that I made that change. Yeah. So anyway, so like after I graduated, I knew that I was just going to, you know, continue working. I was doing a CNA job. Okay. Um, and then helping at the cheese factory, and uh, which is where I met Mark. <laughs> but um, I, w- I knew I was going to tech, so what am I going to do? Well, I was good at typing, you know, like I was a quick typer. Okay, okay I'm going to go for administrative assistant. I'll just be somebody's, you know, secretary. <laughs> yeah, that's how my mom was, too. You know, so She's I... She's like, I'm just going to be a receptionist. That's Yeah, yeah. so I just, uh, yeah, so I went. I did, like, barely got through, like, one semester I'm like this is not for me I cannot sit on my ass all day yeah. and do nothing so I started going through the the catalog like the um, the class catalog because yeah. you used to get a paper I, catalog no yeah like, yeah so no literally a, a paper a paper book okay and what, that has all of, that has all of the classes that they have available at like a tech school or? yeah at tech school okay like Fox Valley Tech? Fox or? Valley Tech okay. in Appleton. Okay. So I'm paging through that. And looking at classes. Looking at classes, like seeing if something sparked my interest, and I came across the certified occupational therapy assistant and looked at like what they were doing. You know, they were helping people recover from um, illness, you know, and, and injury and um, adapting things. Well, I mean, I've always been super hands on, so I just thought, you know, and I love people. I was a CNA. All right, I'm gonna do this. The rest is history, you know. And then I then I got into birth to three um, in school age kids, which is what m- made me want to go back because I wanted to know more than the neurology. So that's what triggered me to go back after I it was about ten years as a coda. So you got you got your OTA first. Yep, I got okay. my associate degree first, and okay. then worked as a coda. In long-term care. What's a CODA? What is a certified occupational therapy oh, okay, assistant. Okay, okay. So, um, and then worked for that for about ten years. Okay. And as I, why I was a COTA, I had all those opportunities. Like I, I worked in long-term care. I worked birth to three, school age. Just a ton of experience. Yeah. yeah. So, but when I when I got to birth to three in the in the school kids with. Um, autism and all of that I just felt like I needed to know more yeah and so that's that's what um yeah led me to go back back to Mount Mary Mount Mary College in um Wauwatosa okay yeah um and because I was already out 10 years like nothing transferred it was like starting I had to start from ground zero I had to do all of the gen ed I had to yeah do you remember a lot of the gen eds when you were going to school from the tech school? Well, yeah, because I was like, why do I need to do math again? I mean, really? I yeah. mean, I'd already been in the profession for Some of that is just so unnecessary. Oh, like, my yeah. God. Oh, it makes you more well-rounded. Well, I've already been working for, yeah, you know, 10 yeah, years in my profession. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. So was that for your master's or your Well, bachelor's. bachelor's. Okay. Yeah, and then, so my class got through to our our bachelors and then the occupational therapy association decided that um, we would have been the last class that would have been grandfathered in to just have your bachelors 
the next year you would have had to have your master's. And so we all decided just to go through summer and the next year and get our master's degree. Okay. So I actually finished in five years because I did some with, summer stuff with, with my master's. master's. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So that was... And now how did you get into just the CNA in general with the nursing? You know... I think because I was, you know, I didn't know anybody there. I think I was just looking for something to do. And at that time, the CNA, um, you didn't have to be certified. And that little nursing home in Wyweega, I mean, we used to go there as kids and sing and stuff. I just, I love old people. So I think I just, I must have just fell into that. I really don't even remember the specifics of it. But I remember loving it. I loved working. working there you just meet so many people like in our profession because we're dealing with so many different kinds of people Mm -hmm. you hear so many stories I know your mom has said to you I'm sure that she loves listening to the stories oh yeah (laughs) sometimes more than than actually the profession but yeah you just you meet so many interesting people I mean everyone has a story yeah yeah which makes it makes it fun and keeps it you know keeps it interesting yeah but yeah 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 that's really interesting and then here you are and here i am yeah ot for a while yeah i mean this i'm 32 years as a that's in my profession it's like oh my gosh that's so cool where did that time go Yeah. (laughs) yeah i know i know i just brought this up to you earlier but yeah i was just talking to my uncle about how fast the time seems to be going is like the more the older you get it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy it is crazy and um like i'm going into my senior year of college and i like i I remember my freshman year like it was yesterday like i'm like oh my gosh and it seems like yesterday like if i woke up tomorrow and you told me i was like going into my sophomore year of college like I probably believe you. I'm like, <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like I'm going to be a senior. It's so weird. I know. I can't like, believe you're going to be a senior already either. Wow. Yeah, I wanted your take on that, though. Does it, does it, does the time ever slow down the older you get? No, <laughs> like, it actually goes quicker. Yeah, I know. It's so scary. That's what it, that's the trend it's seeming to be following. Like, as a kid, you'd always, I don't know. I it was feel like, like you had all the time in the world. Like, you were never going to be 16. Yeah, you yeah. You're like, you were never going to be But you 21. always wanted to be 16. Oh, you're yeah. Like, you always oh, want, I want to be old. And then when you yeah. get to that age, like, especially 21 now, it's like, I don't want to be 21 now. Like, this is like, <laughs> it's just so much responsibility. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I want to be 16 again. Yeah, like, that right? was, it was such, like, simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> just worried about having gas for the car yeah and, you know? like oh i gotta go to school today and yeah like now i'd like i'd sit in class all day for <laughs> i mean that was so easy back then you know i know <laughs> so nice. i know and it does it just keeps going faster it was funny because um so your mom and i are, are carpooling right now and i went to pick her up after work and it's just like it was almost like i i felt like days had passed you know, like, oh my gosh, I just, I feel like I haven't even, <laughs> feels like I didn't even see you just this morning, you know, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, and here we are, I'm picking, you know, I don't know, just time goes really, gets to be a blur after a yeah, while, yeah. especially when you're in a career and you're just, you're really busy, so it, yeah, it even goes faster. Kind of locked in like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just get up 
you go to work, you come home, you, you know. Like the days themselves seem to go by the same. But then when you look back on the perspective, like for example, for July, like this month of July for me, just flew by. I don't know why, but. Well, maybe because you're busy too. You're, you're yeah, I think trying it, to do, you know, you're trying to fit everything in because you you start school next month yeah, already, right? Yeah, and June, I don't know, June I really seem to hold on to, but then okay. July was the 4th, and now, what is it, the 23rd today? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, we have one week left in July. I'm like, oh, bye July, see you next <laughs> see year. Like, just crazy, and then. I know. And then even a broader perspective, like just the years, like. You know how fast the years go by when you really look at them like but yeah the day-to-day seems to stay the same you know it's just like another day the hours go by the hours you think by. the same speed and yeah it's crazy yeah it is crazy for me some week you'll find some days some weeks go quicker than others as you get older too okay like boom we're back at friday oh, oh my goodness it's friday <laughs> you know it's like yeah yeah Monday to Friday, just... And then the weekend. Oh, now we're getting ready to go back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you probably feel some of that when you're doing class, you know, like yeah. your Monday to Friday goes a little bit quicker, but yeah. That's life. Yeah. You just got to embrace every day. Yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Make the most out of it. Yeah. I feel like you and my mom have a very, like, similar perspective on that, too. You guys are always doing something. Or, yeah. Yeah. Always want to make the most out of it. You, I always yeah. ask, and, yeah, you guys on Thursdays are always... Yep, that's our day. or paddleboarding on the river or something like that. Yeah, it's been so nice because the last couple of Thursdays... Well, we went, we went Wednesday and Thursday last week. Okay. And then paddleboarding both days. Paddle, yeah. Okay. And then we did paddleboarding Thursday, but um, yeah. For some reason, it's been really quiet out there. Like there's not been as many people. So I don't know if people are like kind of passed over COVID, and now everybody's back at the bars and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's been so peaceful. So it's kind of back to the how it used to be yeah. for us, where we'd be out there with just a you know a couple other people. So. Did it get busy during the COVID? Era? Like oh I'm, my god! Because you guys go, are you guys still going on Chain of Lakes? Yeah. Okay. Busy. You could barely find a parking spot on like a Thursday. So it's almost like a new hobby or something people are starting to pick up. I do think during COVID I saw a lot more people, yeah, getting kayak, you know, out kayaking, out paddling. I didn't realize that, yeah. Oh my gosh. It was crazy during COVID. Well, everyone was trying to do more outdoor things, you know? So, yeah, but now I see it was really, yeah, it's been interesting this year how now that's kind of already flipping again. Yeah. You know, where people, and they're probably back to traveling, like, you know, the chain was just probably a close, easy place to go, but now that people can travel and go places, you know, you were probably... Maybe we're seeing less. Some other spots yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we went and got a big old. We treated ourselves to a big old ice cream at Scoopers. Nice. I, yeah, nice. I think I've taken you kids yeah, there. Yeah, is that in Fremont? Where is that? Scoopers is no. That's by. Um, that's out by the chain. So that's by the wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I've taken you guys for ice cream at I, like I, Chubby I uh, Chubby Seagull, which is out at High Cliff. Yeah, we're gonna go there today. Here. I think Brandon, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take Brandon out oh, there. Oh yeah, you yeah. gotta go get an ice cream too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, oh, he's going to love that. That's going to be beautiful out there oh, yeah. today. Should be a good day for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for High Cliff. I know you guys go there a decent amount, don't you? Yeah. Your mom and I have, we've hiked there. We've um, snowed in all seasons. I mean, that is a place for, you know, for every season for sure. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've snowshoed there. We've never really gone there in the summertime, though. But it's definitely pretty along the along the lake shore there. That's gonna be that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right on Winnebago there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you're because your friend from San um, San Antonio, he's more like the river. You guys did the river walk, and did oh, you yeah. go to San? Yeah. You did you yeah. go to San Antonio? And you, we even tubed. It was kind of similar to like the Wolf River tubing. Okay. But they had a version of that like in San Antonio. And we were, we were floating down the river. And oh, I wish your yeah, mom and I would have known that when yeah, we went. Cool. That would have yeah. been fun. It added to the experience, too, because we got to the end of it, and we got, like, to the place where you, like, get out of the river. And then it just started downpouring. And then we, like, rushed to the car quick. It was, like, <laughs> we were already wet, so it didn't matter. But right. It was, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good experience. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, so that was, that was really cool. Um, yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you've gotten to do some, some traveling in yeah. your in your college days here. Well, yeah, even but, before that, but you know that you've gotten to do some nice trips. Yeah, I was gonna ask you with the small town. Have you? I mean, you do quite a bit of traveling, right? Um, did more you as much now. As a kid? Yeah. No, I mean, when we were kids, we tried to go to West Virginia because that's where my grandma and grandpa are. You know, that's okay. where my mom and dad are from, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Which I know you got to go oh there. I was so excited. Yeah. 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 I was, yeah, I didn't really get to talk it is to you a about it. It's a really cool state. It's a yeah. pretty, it is really pretty. Um, so, yeah, we would try to go there at least once a year. You know, we'd go pick up dad from the foundry at like midnight because he always liked to drive at night, you know. Okay, interesting. But, um, and then some, we did some camping because he was a big fisherman, a big bass fisherman. Okay. But otherwise, yeah, you don't, you didn't travel. I mean, we never traveled or went anywhere. Yeah. And Dad, you get in the car and you are, I mean, like, there's no stopping. You're peeing a, along the side of the you know, road. I mean, I think from Madison it was definitely like a 12-hour drive to West Virginia, isn't it? Yeah, it was I like, mean, it's like a 16, 17. Well, yeah. back in those days, I mean, it wasn't like 70 oh, miles yeah, an hour. Oh, yeah, probably even slower. Yeah, though, we yeah. probably took us 18 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, you barely stopped to pee and get something to eat, and Dad was, <laughs> Dad just, it was hell's bells. <laughs> yeah, what car were you driving there with? Oh, I my mean? gosh, we've had several. So I remember the station wagon, though, because my brother and I, like my sister would have been pretty young, but um, mom would make like a nice bed. You didn't have to be seat belted back in those days. Yeah. So we had like a nice, you know, blankets and pillows and um, we'd be back there playing games and, you know, talking and, you know, just goofing off. And um, one of my favorite memories is, um, you know, it used to be a big deal to go through like a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now oh. I would not eat that if you paid me, but it used to be a big deal to get Kentucky Fried Chicken. So. Dad went through the drive-through, got us like this bucket of chicken. You know, we were we were all eat. You know, because you got to drive and eat. You know, there was and, no stopping with that. Yeah, there was no yeah. stopping. Yeah. We got to keep going. Yeah. So um, later that night, Dad said, "Hey, pass me up a piece of that chicken." 
my brother and I look at each other. We had polished off oh, all man. the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you eat all oh, the he must have been so mad. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. You know, I don't remember him getting angry, but I think he just was like, really. I <laughs> <laughs> I just oh bought all of them. I just bought a whole, whole bucket yeah. and you guys polished it off. I mean, I'm sure it was over hours, but oh, I just, I love that story. I was sitting back there and my brother would be like, yeah, pass me peace. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, where did you guys stay in West Virginia? We stayed with Mama and Papa. Okay, where? So they, where did they, they live? lived in. Um, uh, you were not near there because I think I looked it up. I had Mark look it up on the map. So yeah, they were I like in Morgantown, and I liked Morgantown a lot. Yeah, was... they were in like um, a little town called Moncom. Okay. Um, Is that so? There would have been more like by Bluewell, Bluefield. I mean Bluefield, okay. Bluefield, Blue what? Bluefield. Yeah, Princeton. So like we would go through Princeton, Bluefield, and then you come up to this. I mean, literally, maybe ten houses in the. You know this. Yeah. So. But yeah, we were Very not, small. yeah, really super small. Well, so is that more on the east side of West Virginia? Oh, gosh. I'm so terrible at yeah. that. Mark would be able to tell okay. you that. But yeah, I don't remember. Because I think Morgantown was like northwest in West Virginia. Okay. I, I remember. It was like right, you've crossed the Pennsylvania border and it was like right there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think we are on the other side. Yeah. Because I know you're a huge West Virginia fan, right? Yeah. Like the, the university. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your mom. You always take them deep in March Madness. Take them deep yeah. with March Madness, yeah. yeah. Well, they had a good team for a long time. They did, yeah. <laughs> it was a really cool campus, too. I did like it a lot. They, I don't know if you know, but they have this, like, they have this, like, small city um, transport system. Oh, really? So back in, like, I, I don't remember all the history, but my professor, when I... When we were doing like field work, he was he was saying, I think they got a grant from the federal government because they were testing out this like small town transit system that they were thinking about incorporating to all these small cities in the United States, and they were in like the trial period for it. And Morgantown, the city applied for it, and they ended up winning it. Oh. So they tested this out, and it's like this weird like small transit system. You know, it's like a railway, but it's like raised off the like off the ground and it like can take you all through the city of Morgantown and they still use it to this day and like obviously none of the none of the cities today have that but it was just like really cool to see like the history of that and like kids can hop that on that and then (laughs) I had this one guy tell me he went to West Virginia I don't know who this is I don't even remember this but he's like yeah I hop on the railway and sometimes it breaks down so if if you if you're like late for an exam a lot of people just say they were on the railway and it's just a free pass where you're like yeah i was on the railway it broke down and they're like they have to just let it slide you know so it's like, they take like, dang, yeah. Kind of yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's but, awesome yeah it was really cool like little bit of history there yeah and then for those that don't know i was i was there collecting like field samples and i don't know how much of that i told you but not a lot, yeah. And that's the job I've been working full-time in at this research lab. Okay. So we're working with, like, reclaim mine soils. So, you know, West Virginia is a huge, like, mine My state. Papa was a miner. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... And that is just not... That job just does not get, like, a lot of praise. But, oh, I mean, yeah. those guys work their butts off, oh, you yeah. know? Like, that's Absolutely. just grimy and... 
oh, oh I don't even want to know. And that was the thing about West Virginia. It was so pretty, but mm-hmm. just the, the hard workers. Yeah, but the economy, you could just oh, tell it, yeah. it's just not like a very wealthy state. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just sad seeing a lot of those houses, just small, rundown places. But yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we were going through West Virginia and like the countryside. And my professor was like, You see that like out there? And we're like, Yeah, like the views are amazing. He's like, No, just like the housing. That's what more what he was talking about. Yeah. Because you just see trailers pulled in almost. You know, I kind of, I always, I often wondered if it's, um, if people actually own some of the land that they they kind of stick a trailer in because you'll see trailers just kind oh, yeah, of so it's many, like, like how homes, do how do you homes. get those even up there but yeah. you'll just see them like just plunked you know even where uh, after um, so Papa passed away first and then Mama and then after that the house stayed empty for a while there was a renter in there and I think they were the kids were just deciding what to do with it but it ended up getting burnt down but just in that area there was like few like actual houses houses like when we went back years later Mm -hmm. you know it was more like just like these little you know like trailer houses basically just plunked just all over it was yeah, it was and that's, really that's weird exactly how my experience was. Yeah. We went out in these country. We had six different sites we had to hit, and mm-hmm. there were all these, yeah, like just little trailer homes. Like, yeah, it seemed to be almost just on the side of the road. Maybe there's like a little gravel path off, but it was yeah. like ten feet off the road. And we're like, oh, interesting. De- yeah, yeah, definitely. So much different than Wisconsin. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, and just such a just a simpler lifestyle yeah. too. Like you know, there's you know, obviously they're just just living day to day but you know southern people are so friendly oh, i don't are, know if you yeah. noticed that they're just so no i didn't have a ton of interaction okay with the people there. yeah they're just so friendly and they give you the shirt off of their back and they you know they may only have two shirts you know what i mean <laughs> i mean they're just so so yeah just very giving sweet at least my experience yeah even just traveling in the in the southern states i think people are just so humble and just live simple, simple yeah. lives, you know, versus you go to the big city and it's <laughs> just completely different. It's yeah. Just so yeah. that's why traveling is so fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I really yeah. liked the trip. It was just like, I think it was like the Monday. So finals in May ended like May 12th. And that was like a Thursday. And then the next Monday after that, this is just me. I just, I just never give myself a break. I'm just like, <laughs> They're like, yeah, I think we're going to go. Like, would you want to come? And I'm like, it's like I can't say no to that. Like, I've never been to West Virginia. Well, of course you want to go, yeah. And, like, I'm getting paid to, like, do research and go on this trip. So I'm like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely in. So that Monday we went, and it was, like, a week-long trip. We drove 12 hours out there and 12, 13 hours, and then we got to the hotel. And then the next day, yeah, we were collecting, like, so we went out with a group, but, like, there's these like plots of land out here and there's six different sites so it's all these like reclaimed mine sites so like i said the, the mining's really big in there and that's funny that yeah that yeah he was he was a miner yeah but um yeah we uh yeah the the we we went out there and i think there are mostly mine sites from like the the 20s and 30s Maybe they opened and then they closed in like the 80s or 90s. And what they do commonly, I guess I didn't know is, so yeah, 
everyone i feel like everyone kind of knows this but like the the mining is obviously like terrible for the environment you're just yeah getting rid of all the soil so what they do is they like i think they like take soil from other another place and just dump it over all like the exposed rock that like has been mined okay they just dump it on there and then they just kind of leave it sit so that that's like the reclaim mine the reclaim mine site and we wanted to look at those and see because obviously the soil is just garbage because like right it's just like the leftover mine stuff and Mm -hmm. we wanted to see if we could use that soil instead of just letting it sit there go to waste maybe to like use it in some way so like the people that the mining company that owns that land let us come on and do research and we were doing like we were planting a couple different plants used for biofuels oh really which is like something up and coming that i didn't even know what that was because sometimes they use corn for biofuel Uh but for some reason or another it's not exactly like ideal because corn is just not if you plant it over and over every year it's like Mm -hmm. pretty bad for the soil it just sucks all the nutrients out but we were trying a couple different plants one of them was switchgrass and we plant that and we're seeing in these mine sites if we can one restore the soil with these plants like mm-hmm. attract those good microbes that yeah. like kind of restore the soil and then two see if these plants grow and then you can chop them down and then I think burn them for like for for biofuel so like a healthier oh, wow. alternative to like something That's like coal or yeah just stuff like that so they planted the plants last year and we collected data and stuff on them, collected the samples. There's all these little plots that you, twenty usually like 26 plots in each site. So we get those and then we bring them back to the lab for analysis. And then this past May, we went out there and collected more samples and we're just gonna keep going every year and see if we notice a difference in the soil, if the soil is improving from year to year. Oh, wow. And hopefully eventually we'll be able to I think the end goal is improve the soil enough to where maybe we can one day like plant crops for consumption or right. whatever. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So that's so been that's really exciting. cool, yeah. As you know, I'm more into like wow. the immunology side of yeah. microbiology, like the medical side, the like medical helping side, out yeah. more like people and mm-hmm. illness and stuff. But I got the soil opportunity and it's it's still very like micro heavy so which is and you know really it all starts from what goes in your mouth so to me there it kind of that does kind of make the full circle you know yeah it does yeah it's so So that is yeah that is really that's really interesting never even really thought about that and how the the soil what you know would be disturbed by oh yeah and just totally all the nutrients drained out of it oh yeah 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 and they were telling me all this different stuff because they're all like soil scientists and I, yeah. I know very no I've never taken a class in soils but yeah. sometimes yeah they interact with farmers a lot and tell them you know they do research to help the farmers out but it, mm-hmm. it's crazy because a lot of the farmers like if you don't talk you're like a farmer or you look like like a city girl or a city boy like they're, <laughs> they're not gonna listen to you so they're like it's all about like if you want them to like because you can show them the facts and the data mm-hmm. like this will increase increase your yield and may, like improve your soil quality and what all that means to a farmer but if if, if you don't look like them they're not gonna care no know? they so. want they would want to actually see how it maybe helps someone else yeah you know, they'd want to like see it and the the it's all about i know there's been re- recent research as like 
like I said, there's another place like just outside Madison that it's like a UW-owned farm, and they do all these different experiments with tillage and oh really like different plots and there'll be plots that will only they'll plant corn on the same plot year and year and year and you can tell like the difference in the heights of these even though they'll do like a like a GMO corn where they like modify it so Mm -hmm. maybe they don't have to use as many like herbicides and pesticides and or they'll do like an organic one and there's a big difference in like the heights of the corn with the GMO corn and like Mm -hmm. the organic corn you can tell a huge difference there and or when you plant the corn in the same field over and over, like I said, it sucks all it the nutrients. The, the nutrients. soil is just garbage, you know. It's yeah. Whereas, it's I forget what it, it's called. I think rotational mm-hmm. cropping. I don't know if you've heard of that. I, I have like in gardening, you know, like and it, it makes such a big difference. Yes, because you gotta like certain plants put nitrogen back into yep, the soil. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they really. I mean, I and I know it on a very small scale. You know, I know that you're supposed to like. Yeah. And I know nothing. They could have been doing this for years. I think a lot of farmers are already familiar with that. But Mm -hmm. something about maybe one year you plant soybeans and the next you plant corn. That's, yeah, it's something with the nitrogen and the Mm -hmm. carbon in the soil. It keeps it healthy and... Yeah, otherwise they have to add so much to the soil. Yeah, yeah. These farmers... farmers really struggle, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they're doing corn over and over and over, you know, then... Yeah, then you have to put that nutrients back in there. Yeah, I never really. Yeah, but that that's been very eye opening for me. I've really, mm-hmm. and it makes you appreciate when you go back to like. I mean, I still like the soil stuff, but when I go back to something that I'm really passionate about, oh, like, yeah. like immunology or something, I'm like, I take I take a little break and I do something that maybe I'm not as interested in, and it makes me appreciate like, wow, like how much I really like this. You know? like, <laughs> right. It's like yeah, like this refreshing. is interesting, but oh, I really yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like a lot of people, like, don't really understand. Like, you can follow your passion, but it's good to, like, try new things, too, yeah. you know? Because then it makes you even appreciate what you are passionate about. Yeah, even, that's what I've noticed more. from the summer a lot. Yeah. And that's been very eye-opening for me. Um, I was just talking to someone about, actually, one of my therapists. So her husband had... Uh, had cancer it's been several years ago now and she was talking about how he went through immunology mm-hmm. um, treatments and it ended up but he had like a good you know he he took care of himself like he was he was in good health besides this cancer kind of taking over um, and how he actually has been now cancer free for like I don't know it's like three or from four like years an, from doing from the like immunoth- immuno- immuno- immunotherapy or yes, something like that yep. yeah so, of course, I thought of you right away, and I thought, gosh, so that is awesome. so... And I've always been interested in health, nutrition, my immune system. You're, I mean, for years, you know, your, your mom teases me because I will be traveling. And I'll be like, all right, we need to have this, this, and this. <laughs> we got to beef up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's always been an interest area of mine. So, like, listening to people talk about that... Um, and then I think, oh, wow, okay, that, you know, it just helps me put it more in perspective, you know, thinking about what you're looking at and what you're doing and, like, listening to you, you know, because it is really interesting how the body, the body is able to heal itself. Oh, my gosh, given yeah. Given the proper, you know, nutrition, the proper, you know, 
I guess nutrition is kind of where my mind always goes, but you know, you give your body what it needs and I think it is able to heal itself. It is too. And you know, people really amazing. take their body for granted. Oh my you know? gosh. Like, even getting like six hours versus eight hours of sleep. Like yes. you're fighting your body. Like your body does so many things like that people like don't realize. And a lot of these classes have made me realize like there's so much we don't know yet, but from the things that we do know, like how crucial that is to just like, get sleep and like die like what you're putting in even last night for example i got back late i got some taco bell (laughs) i mean your body just doesn't have a lot to work with when you're eating cheese and a flour tortilla right yeah it's It's like like, what can you expect yeah you're not giving you're not gonna expect to like wake up the next day feeling like a million bucks if you you know like your body just doesn't have a lot to but like you said if you feed it the right nutrition it can Oh my gosh! Yeah, it can do it can do a lot. It's just yeah, it's really I, made me yeah. I really appreciate that. yeah. I really want you to yeah. Either read or do that audible on that Dr. McGregor's. Yeah, you were talking. Yeah, tell me more about that again. It is so interesting. So sometimes I, you know if I'm reading, sometimes it's hard to like um, for me anyways because I just don't learn well that way to like make like to read it and then make sense of all of it but listening to him helps me I'm more you know I'm more auditory sensitive but um, he just went through like all the research and he really breaks it down into like every single every single thing in your body and how they have done all these like I mean thousands of research projects on um, how different plants or different um you know, fruits, vegetables, how when they put a, like a cancer cell on something and how it reacts and... To diet or something like, whoa. Yeah. And so he goes through every, I mean, he, like I said, he goes through every system in your body. It's so interesting. I just, I loved it. Um, And of course I thought of you right away. In fact, I was... You know, I told you earlier, I told your mom, I said, oh, I really, I think Jeremy would just love this book just because of all the scientific facts. Yeah, and I, I totally would. Which yeah. I think you... know you... me very well. <laughs> I'd be all over that. Yeah. If you don't it's... back it up with something, I'm like, I'm not going to Yeah, and it's, and he goes through, like, what the scientific project was, what they did. Was So I just thought, wow, how do you argue with that? I mean, you know, I've always felt like we could, um, you know, like I have, I have a personal example as far as... Like two years ago, I went for my yearly and my, um, because I was, you know, in my 50s, I thought, you know, you better check my thyroid. You know, I'm telling them what they should check. You know, otherwise it's like that you go in there and it's like, oh, you having any problems? No, okay, you know, your GP. Yeah, you're done. So I'm usually pretty proactive and I tell them what I want them to check. That's that's, that's good. So they're, um, so so my, my thyroid came back elevated. And so they wanted to put me on medication, just like that. I said, no. I said, no, what What can I do naturally? They're to, always so quick to do that. Yeah. I know, to get to get that back in check. And at first she didn't, you know, she didn't give me anything. And so I did my own research. I know ginger, garlic. So I started immediately doing my own protocol. Okay. And I'm corresponding back and forth. And, um, and she says, well, Teresa, I did look and, you know, uh, you could try ginger tablets. So I just kind of leave it at that. I say, okay, I want to get checked in. I think I, I went back in three months. So I hit the ginger and the garlic and, you know, just really watched my diet and um, wasn't really drinking. And um, 
right back in line. No way. So then she, really? yeah, do the blab work. She sends me a message through um, my theta chart, and she said, oh, continue with the medication. It looks like it's working. And I write back, and I say, I'm not on. I'm not on. I never took the medication. I told you I was going to do it naturally, and the garlic and the ginger and just you know, making some diet changes, I said, got it right back in check. You know, and at that time I wasn't sleeping well. It was actually after um, we had lost the King contract. So I was making the transition from King to Fondy. Okay. And I think my body was just stressed. Yeah. So between not sleeping, you know, probably not eating, maybe having a little bit too much wine, you know, it just, yeah, it just, but you know, take care of your body and wow. right back in. And that, I've, I've found that it seems like we're in the era of just like, over-prescribing unnecessary medication. Oh my gosh, Jeremy. Like, just... stuff like that. And it's like, don't get me wrong, sometimes it is very necessary. Yes. If you have cancer. Yes, yes, I, I agree. If, if your high blood pressure is very bad, and where you... it's like, it's going to be hard to fix with just a simple diet fix, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yes, then maybe, maybe that's something you can consider. But, like, something minor like that, where it's like, Maybe it doesn't need to be addressed right away, but if you can like make diet changes, it kind of experiment and see like right. will that make a difference? I think it's, I think it's worth it because, yeah, it's approved by you know the FDA mm-hmm. or whatever. But at the end of the day, like your body's not used to having all this synthetic material in it. If you can fix it with something natural like that, I think that's. Yeah. That's definitely the route to go, you know. I think so too. Oh yeah, there's obviously illnesses that you know they need the the extra help of, you know, like when you bring up chemo drugs, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, you need that. You, your body needs help fighting those off, especially when it's in the advanced stages. But then also educate people to, in in conjunction with this medication, you know, let's start doing this to beef up, you know, but help your body yeah yeah i know that one that one podcast i was listening to i think i shared with you earlier when you guys were talking about the big pharma it's like oh my gosh the pharmaceutical companies they just well that that reflects on this over prescribing i mean it's always one of the most powerful quotes i've heard in high school is my freshman year history teacher he said throughout history it's like he, he studied this stuff he knows you know and he's just like the biggest thing that I've learned is to just really just follow the money because a lot of people's intentions, especially when you get to like corporations and stuff, it's, mm-hmm. there's a big push behind just like the money side of things. And yes, they've put millions of dollars into this drug, but at the end of the day, they need to make a profit, right. especially in a capitalistic market like this. So mm-hmm. it really makes you wonder if sometimes that gets the best of the doctors and like it even reflects on that, you know, like mm-hmm. they're just prescribing it because maybe maybe there's a push by these big pharma companies to yeah. oh you they see the diagnosis maybe it's not necessary mm-hmm. let's just here, let's just prescribe will, it yeah this yeah. will fix this real quick you know yeah i know a big yeah. example for me was i got my i get my eyes checked every year cuz i have bad vision yeah. and i i kind of stumbled upon this and it's just it's just so funny and I wear I wear contacts on most days and mm-hmm. contacts you gotta you gotta get new ones every year I usually get like a pack of um, 12 pairs throughout the year and they always say oh change your contacts every two weeks because they get old and they need to be replaced and like make sure to not go over two weeks so ever since then like 
think I got context my freshman year of high school. I've always kind of pushed the boundaries oh, yeah. a little bit. So I see. Let's see if I can. Well, because it's ridiculous. Contacts yeah. are so expensive. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like a difference of if I get 12 pairs, it's 200 bucks. Or if I follow their monthly or their every two week change, it'd be double the cost. So right. $400. So right. let's see if I can just push these to a month long. And I push them to a month. I don't really see a big difference at the end of the month. And beyond that, I kind of get like spooked. I don't. I usually change it by then because I don't I don't really know but you know what the doctor has always asked me the eye doctor he's like so how often do you do you change your contacts I've, I've said I usually let him go a month and I know you guys say two weeks but I've never had issues and he's like I don't tell a lot of people this but in actuality the contacts are good for up to a month but that that's not good for everyone so I usually just tell him two <laughs> weeks and it's just like see there's that like it's just I don't know if it's the doctor, but I, I feel like it's more likely that company, the contact company, yes. just just say two weeks, even mm-hmm. though they're good for a month. Yeah. Then we make we make double as much money. It's just right. like stuff like that really makes you wonder. Like, yeah, I do think there's kickbacks to doctors for prescribing. You know, like they had my dad on this uh, medication. Okay, so dad has a, a pacemaker defibrillator. He's got he's got a lot of cardiac issues. He. Um, so he goes in VTAC a lot, so his heart starts racing, and it, he had a heart attack several years ago and caused scarring on the right-hand side of it. Okay. So what happens is the electrical current's going around. Sometimes it gets hung up in this scar, and it'll sit and spin. Well, this last big episode he had, they, want, they wanted to put him on this medication, so it's like $100 a pill. So... Okay, so he went he he went on it and I and I kept asking, okay, now he's got the the pacemaker defibrillator. It sounds like that would do the same thing because what happens is when it goes and it gets around the scar and yeah. starts spinning, he gets a little shock. It kicks the scar or it kicks the electrical impulse out of that scar and sends it on its way. So then it could be fine for a while. So I my thing was, why can't we just adjust when his defibrillator pacer kicks in well they just would not really they just kept saying no he's got to be on this medication they just really would not answer the question in the hospital so dad he was on it for a couple of months he he was feeling crappy i mean we all noticed it he was like moving slower he just kind of lost his luster for you know because he's a pretty active guy even though he's got all this cardiac stuff loves to fish you know whatever so, and he was like more off balance. So I said, when you go to that next appointment, I'm going with you, I've got some questions. So yeah. we go to see him and he's an electro, electrophysicist. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Maybe an electrophysicist But he's got something. his medical degree where he Yeah, he's a doctor too. and it's all about the electrical system of the heart. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm saying, okay, He's like, do you have any other questions? I'm like, well, Dr. Mariano, I'm just wondering, could you just explain to me, like, because then, of course, I always like the diet part of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that there's calcium and sodium and, and um, potassium. I mean, like, is all of that, can that affect how his electrical system is oh, yeah. working? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I learned that. And, you know, and so he said, well, and he gets up to his whiteboard. So the minute he gets up to his whiteboard and he starts, he draws out the heart and then he starts explaining what's going on, boom, it triggers to him, oh, Joe, you do have more than three options. 
you know, you've got, you know, you can take this medication, you can take nothing, um, and um, was the medication take nothing? There was something else, but he's like, you got, you got, an, you've got this, you've got your pacer defibrillator. He says it's going to do the same thing because he was saying I want to know how the medication really made a difference. And as he's drawing it out and he's going around the scar, he's like it just slows it down. So when it gets like this, you know, it maybe won't make that loop around there. But he's like, oh yeah, he's like this will do that. So just him talking about it and, and getting kind it on the board, clarify, yeah. But because they're so used to just pushing the drug. It was just so easy to be like, yeah, you definitely need that. And it was like, hard, it was and like. And sometimes I think the medical doctors forget about the science behind it. Like, what is it actually doing? Yeah, so when I questioned that and he started drawing it, in fact, I took a picture of it because I just, that will forever just stay in my brain as a really good example that when you really start thinking about what, how things are reacting in our body and what they're doing, you know. It's like, oh yeah. I mean, even for a doctor, there's always that aha moment yep. where. That's that's such a cool story. I love. I know it was. It was really, yeah. I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's just, it just it just made, has made such a difference for dad. So the doc said, Joe, let's just do two weeks. He said, you know, just go off of it. Let's see how you do. Let's see how you feel. Mm -hmm. um, so he's been off of it ever since. And he's back to, you know, in the wood shop because my dad, my dad likes woodworking too. So, you know, he, right now he doesn't do anything big anymore, but he does his birdhouses and he loves to fish. And he's back out and about playing with his, you know, because um, I can see him, you know, playing with his rose bushes. And, you know, he's back to himself and he's not like stumbling all over because it was slowing his heart down so much yeah. that he didn't even have any energy. Mm -hmm. So... Well, yeah, I think yeah. that's super cool what you did is because you got a question. Yeah, a lot of people, even in, even in college, I get I get people that I meet for the first time. You know, the, the classic college um, meeting is just like, what's your major? I mean, that's just like a big thing you, mm -hmm. you say. And yeah. I tell them microbiology and they're like, already you can see in their eyes, they're just like so overwhelmed. And they're like, you are so smart. And I'm like... I just don't see it that way. Like, if you're a business major or out of STEM even, it's just, like, not, like, just because I'm doing this doesn't make me, like, any more smarter than you. I think they just, they hear, like, science, and they're just, like, instantly overwhelmed, and maybe it's because you're in, like, a STEM field, but mm -hmm. I, I just like to say to people that, like, don't be afraid to ask, like, I think that's really cool what you did. You asked the doctor questions, and it ended up clarifying something for him that, even though maybe he's seen as smarter, like he even like kind of forgot how it worked, and I clarified it for him. And I think that's like very important. And it's important to always question the diagnosis in general in science, because or maybe even if there's something you don't understand, to help like clarify it, because mm -hmm. maybe like you said, it's totally unnecessary. And then right. not only you you just save a ton of money, but I mean it also like reflected very positively on his life like it turned out he didn't even need it like right. oh my gosh yeah. like, and, and it, the money wasn't even the factor the factor was that he was just it just cha it just changed him so much I mean you know I don't know quality of life is so important to me and in my profession that means the most so I would rather yeah. him like be off of the med and feel better and you know 
if his, if his defibrillator has to work a little harder, well, then it has to work a little yeah. harder, you know. But in this case, that was just doing nothing but slowing it down. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, the health field is just so complex. Well, the body's so complex. Oh, yeah. You know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see where you where you go and where you end up and I am too I, I honestly just, still don't know because I have the microbiology but there's so many subfields you know yeah. immunology virology where you deal with viruses or yeah. oncology with the cancer right. it's just like there's even a, a field called um oncovirology where you it, it's combined it's so combined it's with, like oh wow sometimes a virus can end up causing cancer which is just like crazy Oh, really? Yeah, because sometimes viruses can... So all viruses go into your cells and use your host machinery to replicate their their DNA. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the viruses... Um, HIV is one of these. They can, they can go into your DNA and, like, embed a, their genome within your DNA. And sometimes when they do that, there's there can be like outstanding consequences because okay. because they're putting their genetic information in and sometimes it'll cause mutations in your DNA which can lead to cancer which or then triggers like that. that cancer exactly but, and that's oh, wow okay so that that's been really interesting and just mm-hmm. like I don't know if that a like I'd really like to understand like the both sides of it you know mm-hmm. if it's I'm, I am very interested in viruses because there's that interaction between the host and the virus Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to not just well you can't just understand like just the immune system you can't just understand just the virus right if you can understand both of them then you can really get a good idea Mm -hmm. as to what is it doing to each other and like what will this cause in the host and then what will the host do to counter the virus and just Right. All that that back and forth, I I just find is like super fascinating. So yeah, I actually find that fascinating. Isn't that? I mean, yeah. it's super cool. Yeah, and because all that's interacting. If you only know one part of it, yeah, you're just blinded. Then you know? you're like, okay, yeah. And it's same thing. You can you can take that to like the perspective of life. If you only like narrow yourself down to this one vision and you don't like understand another perspective, then mm-hmm. you're never going to be able to understand how the world works in general. So I think right. that's just like a powerful thing to understand in general but mm-hmm. I, lo- I I really like talking about cancer because th- something that people don't know I think is that a lot of the times there's there's cancer cells in every a healthy body has cancer cells every day and it's it's actually the immune system that keeps those cells in check in check and so there's cells called um, killer cells that that can detect when your cells are going out of check they're they're replicating almost in like a cancerous fashion but it, it's not it's 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 so low that it's like an undetectable level mm-hmm. of cancer but these cells can recognize it and just oh see ya just kill them they just kill them because that's uh, dangerous to the body we don't want the cells to be replicating out of control like that because that can lead to a tumor or something right and so, isn't that just crazy how your body knows how to <laughs> i know and there's so much we don't know because mm. Honestly, with this immunotherapy that you were talking about and, mm-hmm. like, you're seeing the patient, like, in remission because of that is just so cool because it's not even us inventing this new therapy. It's literally just us are using our understanding of the immune system 
and almost manipulating the immune system into just being better able to identify these cancer cells. Because a lot of the time when a cancer develops, it's not that, it's not that like your body, like it's just your body can't, maybe it's just not recognizing the cancer. Yeah. And that that's the issue and then it gets out of control. But if you can reteach your body to, I know a classic immunotherapy is where you can, you can kind of reteach your body to recognize these dangerous cells and like take them out again. So I don't exactly know which immunotherapy you were talking about, but yeah, and I don't know which you know what she did or what he did either. But the general concept is like yeah. you can you can put a tag on these cancer cells, and there's ways different ways of doing this, but you can you can tag a receptor or something specific to only cancer cells that you're, you're you can just have your immune system recognize these cells and oh this is cancers and then your immune system so powerful like it can remember this and it has like a sort of memory where it'll remember oh if i see that again i'll take it out because i took it out before and i know that's dangerous yeah, so you can stimulate that. the immune system to do that and like a lot of the flaws with this uh like chemotherapy or general just chemo mm-hmm. is that when you do chemo you're killing you're not you're not selecting for the cancer no, cells. You're, you're killing good. You're killing perfectly normal cells, which is the flaw, which is the why people feel like crap because you're killing these perfectly normal cells, which and at the end of the day, hopefully, it takes out all these cancer mm-hmm. cells. But the crazy thing about cancer is, if there's even one cancer cell left that your body can't detect, it can right. get out of control again. So yeah. it's cool to see the immunotherapy them channeling the immune system to just recognize the cells better and it's a quick fix then you know right if you can just get rid of them yeah especially if it's detected early i would think it would even be oh yeah that's that's, even quick you know that's even more effective i guess i mean i know it's hard when it's like spread everywhere but yeah it yeah i just think it's such a yeah such an interesting area of study so and i've come to realize that like I've got into the science and like some of the research papers are just like like especially when I was younger like even a freshman in college I was just overwhelmed I was like there's so many words that I don't know but yeah. I still know a lot but I've come to realize that while there is like a lot we know there is a lot that I think we aren't familiar with you know like oh, definitely even my my other lab does a lot of work with rhinovirus like okay. those stupid colds you always get in the winter that yeah. It's just like, oh, I got a cold. That's usually rhinovirus. And we're just like looking into maybe like longer term effects of just having this virus replicate in your cells. I mean, that's not obviously ideal. Mm-hmm. And like what what maybe long term effects can be caused from that. So there's a specific species of rhinovirus, rhinovirus C, that I've been looking into. And they never knew this before, but even a couple infections of that when you're like younger, uh-huh. that maybe they already have like a genetic bias towards developing asthma for some reason or another this virus if you get it in some of these kids it can kind of exacerbate and lead to like actually the full-on development of asthma and we don't know why that virus leads to that cause but Mm -hmm. that's interesting it's the same thing with with covid you know we're seeing so you get the virus most, I, I don't know, it's probably like 95, 90% of people recover just fine from the mm-hmm. virus, but it's it's a whole new virus and there's so much we don't know about it. And like, I don't know if you've heard, but there's like P. 
people talk about like long COVID where people don't they don't we don't have enough research on it to know the effect the long term effects. The long term effects, yeah. I know there's there's research coming out about you know problems, and I I even remember this when I got when I got SARS CoV two like you I would get to the end of a night after I've recovered like a couple months after the fact and like I felt like my brain just wasn't working properly and I, I don't know maybe maybe that was just because I was tired but it was yeah. going on for a couple months at a time and you just kind of felt like almost just dumb in a way because you're like why why is this like this and sure enough like a lot of research is coming out that there may be some long-term health effects of of the virus yeah. and it, there's still so much we don't know and right it's like, exactly well it's scary it's also like it's cool to be a part of that research and mm-hmm. try to advance Something the world when, and yes. just because that knowledge could help lead to the saving of a lot of lives which is which is really which cool. is really awesome yeah yeah and then yeah and then just knowing i mean i think every time that we get a new virus and people you know you the scientists they know more and more about it i think it helps for the next time because there's always going to oh, be yeah. a next you're, time you're, there's always going to be something else coming you're totally you know? right so yeah yeah i mean the more we know about the body and how to help you know change and alter yeah yeah and i, I like i like that you like cuz i know you're you're big on the diet you read the book and <laughs> yeah there's so much we don't know about that too like the how much diet impacts just even the immune system, let alone mm. cardiovascular, all that other all stuff. All of that, so, yeah. And I'm sure does that that book probably goes into it quite it a bit. It does and, go into it quite a bit, and you know, obviously, I there was so much data and research in there because his his life mission really is just to feed through research. So he doesn't do research; he just feeds through, you know, like sifts through it, and then gets it out there. So he does have a I meant to look at that. He has a website too. It's free. I mean, he has research on there and it's just really, I've always for some reason been interested in health and nutrition. It could have been because I had juvenile rheumatoid arthritis as a kid. Um, It's just always been kind of instilled to just take care of myself and to Uh eat well and, you know, get my exercise and blah, blah. But um, that's always been an interest of mine. And so, yeah, listening to this and all of the, you know, the specific facts about, you know, you drop, you drop the, you know, um, let's just say beet enzyme on this cell and, and they see what it does. And there's just so many studies about just how, how different food enzymes and um, just impact, you know, different viruses or cells or whatever you know you would get so much more out of it you know I just get out of it that it's taking care of yourself and eating you know eating the rainbow you know is yeah, that's it, it does said, yeah man. it does make a difference and it's like I knew that you know but it's kind of nice to hear him talk about it and then of course I always think you know like I said I always think about you because I think there is uh it's just nice to it's just nice to like when I'm listening to the podcast. It just is so heartwarming, and um, I just get filled with so much emotion about, you know, you kids are just so, you know, passionate about other people too, you know. You know, I think sometimes our society we forget that you know there are people that are still really passionate about helping others. Mm-hmm. You know, you you see all of the negativity, and you don't always hear about all the good. Yeah, and you kids are really 
you know, you're trying to make a difference and, and make a life for yourself too, you yeah. know, but you're really trying to make a difference in the world. And I just think that's, you know, really, really awesome, really, you know, admirable. So, yeah, so I'll continue listening to Flying Intuition. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, what is that book yeah. called again? Just it's case. called um, How, Not, it yeah, How Not to Die okay. by Dr. McGregor. And, uh, yeah, and there, uh, yeah, I'll have to, when we're done here, I'll look at that cook. I got his cookbook, of course. So I'll look at that. I oh, know that there's, too. yeah, there's a cookbook. But um, I know there's a website um, that he has that's free um, that has, you know, a lot of the research and the information on it. And there's, like, all kinds of stuff in there. So I, And I think that's really cool, too, how, he's, how he does that because... It's one thing to be like a scientist and do the research, but I think a big responsibility for these researchers too should be to try to communicate as much as they can to the general public. And sometimes like, mm-hmm. I realize how difficult that is. You know, I have all this complexity in my head of like all these different proteins and things working together, mm-hmm. but someone like you or even even someone like completely out of the STEM field who doesn't even have as much knowledge as you about it like you really need to break it down for them so they can understand it at a deeper level and I think that's what it's all about and that's cool that this doctor is doing that because I mean you at the end of the day you want it to impact someone else's life life. and so so he presents the facts but then you know he breaks it down and he says you know here's what you need to eat and I, I think I think it's cool too because like your body does so much. Like, I've, I've, oh my God, like, you couldn't believe, like, some of these classes I've taken. It's just like, you just, sometimes you get wrapped up in the exams and it happens to the best of the, oh, I gotta study this, study that. But it's like, you really, like, step back and think about it. It's like, our body is doing all of this? Like, and all we have to do is just, like, eat the right thing. Right, be good like, to oh, it. Oh, it doesn't taste good. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. Like, come on, your body does so much. And, like, <laughs> Oh, you, you just can't have, like, a bad meal every <laughs> once in a while or just, like, give your body the nutrition it needs. Like, right. I don't know. I've really come to, like, appreciate that a lot more. And yeah. I think the biggest thing for me now is I can horse down the vegetables. I used to hate vegetables. And oh, every day yeah. during lunch now, I got my, my broccoli, my carrots, my cauliflower, and all yeah. my coworkers are like, you are really healthy. And I'm like, I don't know about that, but I know this is good for me and I right. should probably keep doing this. But yeah. I need to keep nourishing my body. I, yeah, I think the biggest thing I'm realizing, and I'm really, I think I'm going to check out this book now, is because I, I, I just don't, I'm not educated enough to know what I have to feed myself. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think if I could understand a little bit about yeah, this the research book. behind all that, mm-hmm. I think maybe altering my diet could be like super beneficial because I'm sure the Taco Bell quesadillas at midnight are not no. not cutting it. So that's, that's not doing any good. <laughs> yeah, not, your yeah. body's not finding any nutritional yeah. value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is about mindful. So I've been talking to your mom a lot about this over the last couple of months. It really is just about mindful, mindful eating, you know, eating, drinking. It, it, it anything but just being more mindful about what um and aware of what makes you feel good you know like and feel you know like we talk about there's certain things that you eat that you just feel like it's nourishing you 
Um, but then you go to Taco Bell, and obviously, you know, that's a familiar taste, and it's like you get you get a hankering for it once in a while, and that's fine. But then you think about how you feel with that versus how you feel oh, yeah. after you have something that's like real nourishing and healthy and, and whole food. Um, so, yeah, it's that mindful, that mindful eating. And I, I, don't, I don't know if he talks about this, but something that seems very intuitive to me is like it's very dependent on age. So like someone like me or someone that's, you know, mm-hmm. 15, 18, yeah. they're so young and like so robust that if I feed my body a quesadilla, it can work with it. You know, yes. it doesn't like it, but it can, yeah. it can still produce decent results. But I feel like as you get older, like my mom says, yeah, some of those meals, those crappy quesadilla meals, like you get in what you... You put you put out what you get in, or however that yeah. quote goes. You yeah. know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But um, well, yeah, you cute. eat it, and then you feel like crap, and it's like you wonder why. It's like, well, your body just has nothing there to work with. It's like <laughs> I'm old. I I need. I, <laughs> I know need what some I nutrition. Need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah. that just seems very intuitive to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think if I could hop on that earlier and develop the good habits before it's maybe too late I think that'd be very beneficial <laughs> that would be you know? beneficial yeah. <laughs> so. I know it is easy though when we're young we just we grab you grab and go I mean yeah. I can remember a summer working as a kid working at Yogi Bear I lived on I mean I worked in the kitchen and I lived on ice cream I swear that whole summer you know <laughs> soft serve <laughs> soft serve vanilla ice cream and maybe some caramel syrup and some yeah, you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, you didn't think about grabbing an apple or, you know, or some fruit or berries, but yeah. Does the book ever get into, like, the the mental health of diet, too? Because that's, like, a new up-and-coming ta- field. He does talk. He does. so cool because yes. those two are very, very interconnected, which yeah. people would not, like, yes, I so think, think at surface level to be... Right. Yeah, and it makes a huge difference. I've seen that just over over the years. But um, yeah, he does go he does go into like depression and anxiety because you know people that are not taking like eating crappy. Um, typically, you see those people just being more sluggish. You get more sluggish, and then you kind of you're not feeling good about yourself, or you're feeling low energy, and you don't. I mean, I just think it just snowballs. So yeah, he does go into that. He does go into that. Um, some of those other areas besides just your, you know, your cardiovascular and your kidneys and your liver and you know, your circulatory system. But yeah, he does a really good job. I mean, I think the Audible book was was it twenty three or twenty four hours, and I was just I was listening to it back and forth to work and. I just hated to turn it off. It was just so just engaging, just so yeah. engaging, and listening to him, he's. I don't know. I found him, I found him easy to listen to, um, just because you can tell he's so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and he was just very understand. Yeah, I thought it was really, really well done. So yeah and your mom's blood pressure i mean it's down to 110 over was it 62 oh, <laughs> she's yeah, like she's oh thank all, you the hibiscus tea. yeah the hibiscus, the hibiscus tea. Yeah, she yeah. got me she got me on that yeah she said i sent some home with jazz it's definitely acquired taste it's not great but yeah. i can just i just tea is, in general i just like i just feel so good drinking it it's, i know like, you it can feels just tell, nourishing yeah, you can just tell it's <laughs> yeah. good for you it's, yeah you know, just it really like relieves a lot of stress in my life too. I find when I drink it, which is nice. But yeah. what did they talk about drinking at all? 
Did they give a consensus on that? He, yeah, he talks about how, you know, obviously alcohol offers you nothing. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing. It's in a al- poison for your body. Yeah, right? there's nothing in alcohol that does you any good. Um, so after listening to him, I, I went down. So, yeah, this has been now several several months now I was drinking just wine on Thursdays (laughs) you know I was trying to be like be good okay I'm just gonna have wine once in a while well now um you know I've made a commitment maybe not to have any any alcohol because you know honestly if you think again about the mindfulness of it like what does it do for you and what else can I do you know because you know I think we live in a society where um Alcohol, and trust me, I have had my fair share of alcohol, but you get into, we're in a society where, like, it's just such every, I mean, you whatever you do, you're drinking, you know? Yeah. Like, you go out for a meal, you get a drink, and then you have a meal, you have a drink, and then you have a drink afterwards. And It's really weird. It's it, a weird culture. It is. It's like Wisconsin, and I, you know, I can always, I just think of and Wisconsin because I, probably, you know, one of the worst. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's like you don't even think about it. You go over to somebody's house and you have a drink. I mean, but then now here lately, I've tried to be a lot more for Step the last... Step back and think about it a Yeah, little a little bit more mindful about it. And it's like, okay, so it gets to be a habit to come home and, you know, maybe have a glass of wine. Okay, so why are you doing that? You know, why do you feel like you need to have a glass of wine? Yeah. Well, it's like, oh, because... I don't, you know, so then you just stop doing that. I like that, that you think and, like, you step back and think about before you just, like... Yeah, you're on your way home, and it's like, oh, I'll get some wine. You don't even think, you just, no. yeah, pour yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. you got it, yeah, and then I just, I found that, okay, I I don't need to do that, you know, there's there's plenty of other stuff. I got going on lattes, so that was my, that's been my newest thing, is making myself these lattes. I don't put the caffeine in them, they're just, like, oat milk and... I make these these blends up <laughs> yeah so I think it's just yeah it's just a mind change mm-hmm. got a shift so yeah I know that you talked about that you talked about meditation oh one of gosh. your pond. have you ever have you ever tried I that? have and I don't have it mastered yet but listening I definitely to, don't either listening but. to you though I did like um I did like that you said that you usually do it. You're just you're laying in bed and you just focus on your breathing. Sometimes I think we try to make things too complex. Like, you know, you read meditation articles and you read you read books on meditation and you think it's got to be this big elaborate oh thing. Oh my god, that's what I but that's I, what I thought. And then my friend was like, "Just start simple." And I've never really looked up other techniques because I found it works for me. You know. Right. You're like, you, I just not, lay in bed yeah, and I just... If it's not broke, don't fix right, it. Right. You know? I just focus on my breathing. So then, of course, I tried that. I'm like, okay, this is this feels actually even more relaxing by just focusing on my, my breathing than trying to, you know, I've done the goofy things where you sit and you even, you get in the position, you know, you know, you, you cross your legs, you get, in, you get in that, you know, that zone. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this just all feels like not natural for me, but yeah. just, Yeah, and I just think that's to, the most important thing, making sure. Yeah. Whatever you do, like, make sure it's like comfortable for you. you yeah, know? but just to be laying there and just focusing on your breathing and not thinking about anything else, that just, that just put a, a different spin on it, you know. And it makes sense yeah, too. because it does. Throughout the day, you let your brain do whatever it wants, engage in whatever it mm-hmm. wants, but it, it, it almost feels like it's like practice for your brain, like, no, like, 
I now I'm consciously like thinking I only want you to focus on this one thing right you focus on it's hard too for me at first because at first you, you sit down and then all these things are just running through your mind like I usually do it at night so mm-hmm. the whole day like what went well what went bad all oh, this sucks I got to do this tomorrow this is going to be a pain all this stuff and the first few breaths the first couple minutes I just like I let I let my brain just run through all that and then and then I kind of like boom I just snap out of it and then it's like no okay now now I just want to just focus on my breathing and like every breath I just kind of like like if something's bugging me, I, I just pretend like every exhale, I'm like, oh, I'm letting that go, you know, that something go. else go. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, like you really like hone in, like, like feeling the air as you exhale, like how your lungs like inflate when you breathe, you know, you, you, you think about every detail that's going on. And then like, before you know it, like it's, it's just that maybe you'll have like some thoughts that like, maybe you don't catch and you're like, oh. I gotta like hone back in again. And then before you know it, your head gets really heavy and like you can just tell your body's just like at peace. And yeah. it's just And by then oh, I'm it's usually like asleep. Else. Yeah. yeah, and that's usually what happens because <laughs> yeah. I'll do it in bed right before bed and it's mm-hmm. like so calming and I'm just like then I just hop in bed and it's lights out. And yeah. it's just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm learning yeah, I'm learning all kinds of stuff listening. Well, that, yeah, that's so, that's good. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 good that it's refreshing to hear like like people people older than me because I feel like typically like the young population always has because they're still learning they have mm-hmm. like a very open perspective and are open to like trying new things. But yeah. I think the ta- the stereotype is like the older you get, the more closed minded you get about things, and you have your own opinions, and you're not like willing to change. Yeah. So. No, it's I very can't. refreshing to see that you're still like <laughs> trying new things and willing to like yeah. even change something as big as your diet. You know, like mm-hmm. that's it's really powerful to hear that. Yeah, I think you have to. You gotta. You gotta keep working on yourself. You know, you don't. I just think you can't just stop trying to improve things because we all have things to improve, no matter how old we are. There's always things that we can do better. You know, there's always things to learn, and um, yeah, so. Yeah, so it is fun for me, then it, on the flip side of that, to listen to you younger people, you know, listening to what you're you're talking about and thinking about and, um, yeah, and your perspective on those things. So, yeah, I love it. So, good job, Jer. Yeah, you're perfect for it, too. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we've yeah been gone for almost two hours. Oh my gosh, think, have uh, we? Oh, yeah. it's been I fun to this. have you all to myself. It goes, it goes oh. by so fast. It does go by it. fast. Yeah, um, we never get to just sit and chat, so that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for coming on oh, and taking some time me. out of your day. I appreciate it. I, <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did you think? Did you like it? Or, I you know, loved I it. Yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I mean. You know, talking to you is always um, fun for me, obviously. But, you know, we never really get to sit down and, like, talk like this. So yeah. I think it's, yeah. So I, I knew it was going to be a great a great conversation. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. Um, thanks again for coming on. Yeah. I guess is there any anything else you'd like no, to talk about just, or slip in? No, just good luck. Ask. Have a great time with Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, your little San Antonio friend. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I think we're rocking and rolling. This is Ethan.
中心。